You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. Hey, Michael. Andre, you know what? Um, I was I received this bottle of wine, and uh, it's called Walk the Plank. It's from Colchester Ridge, and I understand you have or you had something to do with it. Well, actually, technically, we we both did because it happened on this podcast. So look, if, look if at we, us. If we travel back in time. Creating wine. To August 28th, 2018, I had a chance to visit the Lake Erie North Shore. And, uh, uh, hey, Ryan, I know we're going to be throwing you, but what's the name of the event that I visited again? Uh, I believe it was the 2018 Vintage Tasting. The Vintage Tasting, which is a, a, a really fun event. And once this COVID stuff is all done, like, every time you go, I've been to the Lake Erie North Shore, I'm re- reminded of why we need to spend a little bit more time focusing on it. But here's what we said on the podcast about my visit to the Lake Erie North Shore in August of 2018. No, let, let me throw the gauntlet down right now because I had a chance to taste Sauvignon Blanc from Crew, Sauvignon Blanc from North 42, which we're going to get to in a second. Looking through his notes, folks. And I'm just going to pull one here. Andre's pulling it. Uh, nope, that's it. Those two wineries. But the thing that's interesting about Sauvignon Blanc from the Lake Erie North Shore is it is another one that's pushing up on California sensibilities with, with ripeness. Uh, we have some people in Niagara. We do get a little bit of those grassy notes, that um, that gooseberry, that kind of red pepper jelly. You know, I wouldn't full-on say people are trying to emulate New Zealand, but we get some of those New Zealand kind of characteristics that work their way into Niagara, Sauvignon Blanc from time to time, where the extra heat that they get in the summer from the Lake Erie North Shore pushes it right into California. So more tropical, a little bit more pineapple, a little bit very ripe peach. Uh, no pyrazines whatsoever in these wines. I would like to issue a challenge to the wineries of Lake Erie North Shore for one of you to deliver me a Fumé Blanc. Toss it in a barrel. Toss it in a brand new barrel. Don't don't kill it. Like three months. Just something to give a little bit to it. And uh, let's see what this stuff tastes like. Andre has thrown down the gauntlet. Ladies and gentlemen, Andre is issuing the challenge. All right. So that was two years ago. Well, I made that sound very ominous. <laughs> I mean that is what it is, uh, and we are, we are we are joined by Ryan Oldridge yes, of Colchester Ridge, who actually took Andre up on his challenge. At least that's what I think. Mostly, mostly, yeah. yeah. So let's be honest. Why did you really make this wine, uh, Ryan? Uh, one, I'm an avid Sauv Blanc fan, and Fumé Blanc to me. I mean, it's right in the same area. I love barrel ferment. Uh, throwing the Sauv Blanc in there, it's kind of just something fun to do. Um, it's also partially, you know, new new winery for me. I just started here. Uh, at that point, I'd only really been in, had the reins for a couple of months. And it was nice to just put my stamp on something for the winery as well. And now I, I think my mea culpa before we get to more questions to Ryan... Out of the two Sauvignon Blancs I mentioned, the one from North 42 is VQA Lake Erie North Shore, but the one from Crew, while made in the Lake Erie North Shore, is in fact made with Niagara fruit. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. And the one yeah. I tasted in 2018, that would have also been Niagara fruit? Yes, it was. It, every year that Crew has made a Sauvignon Blanc, the fruit has come from the same supplier in the Four Mile Creek uh, DBA. Well, there we go. So, so much for your theory, Andre, but anyway. <laughs> um, so, 
So, Ryan, um, I, I guess on the back label, it says that you accepted a bet. I think you've already answered that you really didn't accept a bet. I may have skidded the issue a tad bit. <laughs> In hindsight, yeah. I mean, we tried to find some uh, some local fruit that we could do this with, but there's not much uh, so blanc in the area that uh, the local growers will part with. Well, Michael, you've opened the wine, you've smelled it, you've tasted it. What do you, what do you think? I actually haven't done anything with it, uh, so I'm I'm just I, I it's it's a live, it is literally a live tasting. But I do have another question for Ryan while I'm doing my my tasting here. Hey, isn't it my uh, turn to ask a question? Or? No, you're not allowed anymore. You're the one who threw the gauntlet down, so I'm allowed to, to pepper him with questions. Ryan, yeah. do you make a regular Sauv Blanc as well, or do you make just the Fumé? No, we make a regular Sauv Blanc as well. Uh, that one's available in most LCBOs. Um, but this was the first iteration of Fume. Uh, seems to be received very well by the public, so we're going to do it again this year. Yeah. Again, not with local fruit, unfortunately. Couldn't find any again. But the grower we have is really, really good on listening to how ripe we want the fruit, um, especially for something like this. So maybe that speaks to why we're able to get more, uh, get away from as uh, the, uh, the greeny uh, New Zealand-esque styles. This is this is super tasty. I'm, uh, yeah. Uh, this is I just I like how you used um oak on this. It's it's just got like a little kiss of it. Like it's got that little bit of, of smokiness caressing that that tropical fruit. This this tastes like exactly what I would have wanted the wine from 2018 to taste like. So that that's yeah, what well, I there is notes of green pepper there, Andre. So yeah, but it's very well integrated and buried and it's sort of like pushed up by that like you know that kind of uh you know that smokiness from the barrel the it almost brings out some more minerality in it too so ryan making the the fume i know that you said that you like the style but uh i know when i asked you about how this turned out you were you 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 were a little bit more a little bit more humble and restrained was making this wine something that you think was a, a good idea of looking back at it now, yes. In the time, I found it, uh, you know, being a young winemaker, you know, I uh, found it to be a little overbearing in the beginning, thinking, you know, God, I hope I make something that's, uh, you know, one, palatable, and two, that you yourself, because you issued the challenge, uh, would actually enjoy it. So, yeah, in the beginning, scared. God, I was uh, nervous, you know. Um, but I, I'm very happy with the end result. Just the the journey to this point was a little uh, little overbearing. So, which style do you personally like better, Ryan? You since you make both styles. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I I do tend to like the more crisp, refreshing, fruity style. But I must admit, you know, when I go looking for wines, something newer, something different, uh, always appeals to me. And I think with Fumé Blanc, especially in Ontario right now, it's uh, so varied and there's, you don't know what you're getting. You know, there's no set style on it. And it's, it's, that appeals to me as well. Hmm. Yeah, you know what, I, uh, I don't know what to make of this, Andre. I'm, 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 uh, 
Well, I, I, I like it. Like I, I, I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my question is just like, can, can you tell us a little bit about like how the wine was made? Uh, I mean, what sort of like what, 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 how you treated it with the wood? Because that's obviously the the signature of it. And uh, I don't know, just I guess your feelings on whether this style really has a place across a broader part of the industry in Ontario. Mike says a few beginning questions. Let's start. Let's start with how you made the wine. All right, no problem. Um, so, like I said, we source our fruit from a guy in the Four Mile Creek area. He's really good, like uh, you know, listening to the the specs of what we want and whatnot. And he actually custom presses it for us as well. So we get it down here with minimal, you know, that that four hour, five hour trek of grapes after they've been picked. A lot can happen down the 401, uh, obviously. So we we trust in him that he harvests it and he processes it for us he puts it in tanks sulfurs it and then we pick it up kind of deal but when it gets to us i mean that's when it starts you know we start with the fining we start with the the um lees aging as well after fermentation um nice cool ferments obviously now with the walk the plank uh that one honestly it just went into barrel and we kind of have our 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 just our warehouse here uh set at 16 degrees and i just let it go and I said, you know, whatever it finishes, it's going to finish. If it finishes hot, it finishes cool. We'll see what happens. Um, and it, it, it finished off really nice. Um, uh, I believe this was full mallow as well. Or, no, sorry, this was partial mallow, um, which probably speaks to that little lingering acidity on the end there. And when, um, and when you make uh, regular when you make regular Sauvignon Blanc, I guess, I guess Sauvignon Blanc that doesn't go in, in wood, do you let that undergo mallow in, in stainless steel, or do you just... Um stop we, the fermentation we typically don't not here anyways um typically you know it finishes a nice clean ferment and then it just gets chilled right down a little bit of uh, a little bit of fining if, if needed if need be a little extra tweaks you know whether it be acid sugar what have you um but i try and keep everything uh, respectful of of the grape and the quality that it comes in i don't like i don't like doctoring it too too much um but no no mallow uh, on the on the stainless, just nice, fresh, crispy, uh, full of fruit, aromatics, right? Um, yeah, it's it's just um, it's a drink. We we tend to make a lot of affordable drink now wines, but obviously uh, things like the Fumé, uh, we do have a barrel fermented Chardonnay. You know, we we do dabble in uh, in things that can be aged a little bit as well. So the barrel fermented Chardonnay is that the 2019 that uh, you sent our way? Uh, let me think. No, that the 2019 Chardonnay that I sent your way is our Unoak Chardonnay. That won a gold medal at the All Canadian Wine Championships. Oh, so Michael gave that a gold medal for Chardonnay. That's at some point, I, I must have tasted it because I did a, I did a Chardonnay round, but I don't remember what. Uh... Yeah, he, he he claims that he he may have tasted it, and I'll give him another sample anyway. So why not? <laughs> that's that's awfully sweetie. Ryan, how much is the uh, is the Fumé? Uh, 1995. And That's not a bad a, price at all for that one. A, a retail only product, and we only made one barrel, so what's that? About 25 cases worth. Oh wow! And we just released it a couple months back, and we're almost halfway through it already. So people are enjoying it. And how's the vintage been out there in the Lake Erie North Shore? Nice. Um, everything that you would want in a vintage. I mean, it's it's been warm. It's been cool. Uh, like in the in the at nighttime now, so things are really uh, coming along. Uh, fruits hanging well, you know. 
we tend to get a lot of humidity down here this time of year, especially if we do get the intermittent rain, but um, it, no, no disease pressure, no bugs, no nothing. Everything's just hanging really well right now. And of, of course, you know, we're seeing great progression in uh, as far as bricks and uh, acidity dropping and stuff. So we actually just started harvesting on Monday, our, uh, our diverse distributor here on our farm. So it's, um, it's all uphill from here. So I guess, I guess the question I have is, is um, it's a little bit early. We don't want to count chickens before they hatch. But yeah. if you were an Ontario uh, wine fan and not as familiar with the Lake Erie North Shore as you might be with Prince Edward County or Niagara, what sure. are something, some things to be excited about if the, um, the harvest conditions continue the way they're going right now? I think it's the, the typical, uh, you know, down here we tend to get more growing degree days over a longer period of time. Um, so like here on our farm, we have our cab sove and if it stays this way, you know, we're going to let it hang. We're going to get some big ripe cab sove and we have a Merlot here as well. And we're going to let that hang. So I think when it comes to like your Bordeaux reds down in the, uh, in the Lake Erie North shore, if, uh, if people are going to let it hang because, you know, mother nature is allowing it, then I think it's, it's going to be a stellar vintage for, for red wines in 2020. Well, there we go. Michael, you got anything to add before we let Ryan go? Well, uh, Andre, um, I, I like the wine, uh, Ryan. I think it's it's really nice. I know Andre probably has a hard on for it because uh, he asked for it. Yeah, um, but my name's not on the bottle, so it's not that much. It's more of a, I guess, what the French would call a semillon. Yeah, well, that's exactly what you've got for that. And um, so we're gonna let Ryan go, but uh, Andre, before we let him let him go, do you have another challenge for him? Uh, do I have another challenge for him? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, let's let's do this. What do, what do you got, Andre? If you got to give it, if you don't have to do it on the spot, issue it somehow otherwise. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it, it's hard because I am put on the spot. Frankly, if you could just duplicate this, I'd be okay with it. But uh, if there is a way to get you your hands on some Lake Erie North Shore Sauvignon Blanc, I think we need to find a way to make that happen. If if I can uh, if I can find some, if somebody's willing to part with it, I will see what I can do and I'll keep you updated. That sounds great, and we'll be following this along. Michael, do you have any challenge you want to issue since we're putting people on the spot? No, I don't. Actually, I uh, I just uh, tried uh, your Merlot, Ryan. I thought it was quite nice, actually. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Actually, Ryan, I, I just I love the fact that you guys keep sending stuff through the um, through the LCBO. I do hope that it is uh, selling okay. But the best part about the Crew Red wines, and this is not me kissing Ryan's ass because he's on the on the phone but the red wines from crew especially the Lake Erie North Shore stuff I think that's all that's been going through vintages is a steal and uh definitely a great example of what can happen on the Lake Erie North Shore absolutely I agree it, it's part of the reason like I had every opportunity I could have stayed in Niagara but I, I found my way back home after school and uh, I couldn't be happier with where I landed well there we go that's thanks very much for your time Ryan we appreciate it no problem thank you so much Andre, you know what? Um, I, I like that wine. I think that's that's really good wine. I'm still just excited that um, we had a hand in making that wine come to life. So I think we might need to like change the tagline of two guys talking to wine. Like, two guys talking wine, giving winemakers bad ideas since 2015. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of a bad idea... Uh, that turned out good, I guess. I still, uh, I still, week, I still love we... everything about the promotion and everything about our conversation. Although, you know, I know that Rob didn't want to say anything bad about Taco Bell, but when we're talking about quality food, is that 
Like, what's the definition of quality, right? Well, obviously, we're talking about what we talked about last week, which was the the jalapeno noir from Taco Bell made by Queenston Mile. And obviously, Rob said that, you know, CNN's picked it up and and, uh, uh, Wine Spectators picked it up. And, you know, all kinds of Stephen Colbert picked it up. All kinds of people picked up on this. And and I saw today uh, a city news piece with uh, Richard Southern, and Amber LeBlanc, and I was livid. And as typical, when one of us gets livid, we usually send it over to the other and go, what do you think? And and we usually uh, take more- turns talking each other off the ledge. Like, I'll be perfectly honest, there's a lot of... Because you and I are very passionate men. And when something makes one of us angry, we we, we hit the rage meter pretty hard. But we, we we do have the moment where when the content goes from one person to the other, the other person is just like, why do you care about this? And, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that's on the cutting room floor of the two guys talking wine thing. But you sent me the city news report and uh, my eyebrows went up as well. I was just like, what the hell is going on here? So the, so if you, if, it, if you haven't seen it, Richard Southern basically sits down with Amber LeBlanc, who is uh, part of the newsroom at City News and... She says she's a sommelier, and I really doubt it this moment. Plunk prices. No, and that's actually a pretty, like, normal price for a Pinot Noir from this region. So. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. Cheers. Okay, you want me to try it first? Yeah, yeah I want you to try it first. Okay. Make sure you don't go blind, uh, Amber. Okay, um, it's a little little young on the nose. It's an 18! Okay. Here's the moment of truth. Hang on, hang on. We have to wait till she's done. She could barely get it in there. You okay, Amber? What do you think of this? Is this this a bit arid for you? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little acidic. I think um, that's a thumbs down from the Somali. It's a little acidic. I think it just needs um, a couple more years in the cellar, but it's... Yeah, it needs to come together for maybe a couple more years, right, but... <laughs> thumbs down from the Somali. I want to try it, though, Amber. Andre, I, I'm sh- I'm yeah, yeah, I think, okay. I think, I think that's it. enough. I think that's enough. I think that's enough. And then, and then they go to uh, to uh, pouring some Tetra Pak wine and doing a side by side comparison with the um, with the reporter. Which is unfair. The Tetra Pak wine's probably a Merlot Cab from Chile. And it's also, you know, you're you're dealing with people who drink wine versus people who who don't. So, you know, I've been saying all summer, you know, especially when it comes to celebrity partnerships, I'm a fan of anything that gets people who would otherwise not be drinking like craft wine or fine wine that is pulling them up versus pulling them down. And I, uh, and and Taco Bell, you know, did the right thing by putting premium wines in the hands of their customers, who, let's face it, most of which are probably drunk or stoned. And since well, Rob's here, look, we can... I, I, have, I have no problem with their promotion. I thought it was fun. I originally thought it was a joke. But the joke here is Amber LeBlanc calling herself a sommelier but shows no knowledge of the region, Ontario, the okay, vintage so, 2018, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. or the wine being made. Hang on, hang on. First off, let's just go devil's advocate. I guess it, it's one of the problems where if you're a sommelier in Toronto, Ottawa, or anywhere in the province of Ontario, I, I recognize that the formal training doesn't include a lot of Ontario. But... If you take that course, like, I mean, my, my, my background is in, in um, music composition, but I learned how to research, which is why those skills transfer to me working in the newsroom at News Talk 1010. Those skills are transferable. If you learn what wines taste like in France, California, or Chile, I think you have an obligation if you're saying you're a psalm or you're working in the industry in Ontario to know what Ontario tastes like. 
I, I, I was I was totally offended by the, she says it's young. Well, of course it's young. It's yeah. 2018. She says it's acidic. Hello, it's Pinot Noir for God's sake. And it's from Niagara. a cool climate and from 18. Totally. And uh, I think the other thing too is when she said this is typical of uh, a Pinot Noir price wise from Ontario. I don't think that's fair. We have a handful of entry level Pinots in the province. Um, I guess twenty five dollars is is a little bit on the high on the high end, but like you don't get a lot of Pinot in that price range. Not a lot of of good Pinot either. No, and and I I, I just I just was blown away that that she says I'm a sommelier and and she shows absolutely no regard, no knowledge of this region in any way, shape, or form, or she would not have said those things. Totally, I do I do give her one shout out. She did say it needs time, and under under screw cap that kind of Pinot, yeah, I I a couple years in the cellar, sure, I'd give it five years in the cellar. I thought it was a, a very good uh, a Pinot, but. To, to make those asinine comments, I was shocked. Yeah, me me too. I mean, it's one of those things where, uh, you, you know what? It, it's the other thing too, just about doing that sort of tasting and putting it in front of us. And I realize it's sort of a mea culpa, mea culpa for us. Like you and I, okay, we're snobs with a swear jar. Let's let's put it that way. But I think putting uh, a bottle of wine with a Taco Bell brand in, in, in front of a sommelier, in front of a serious sommelier, you know, you're not really the target audience. You know, you're you're not really the the, the core target for that. Um, yeah, I, I I still maintain the fact that you know someone who visited the Ontario cannabis store on uh, the day that the wine was released got to enjoy their their uh, their chalupa their their cheesy chalupa with a really good bottle of Ontario wine. That's I I I just you know it it really puts that kind of reporting puts the Ontario industry in a, in a very bad light because it says sommelier and you know, you take a course, you, you, you call it yourself a sommelier and yet, you know, uh, it's like anybody who pours a bottle of wine these days is a sommelier. It's, it's offensive. Okay. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. I could go on, but I'm done tonight. You know what you should do? Let's take another swig of this. Walk the plank fumé blanc. All right, one more. I think it was uh, a, a very a, a very pleasant wine, Andre. Nice uh, nice call on the challenge. Um, well, tw- twenty bucks. Um, I'm, I'm I, glad I, 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 it, I gave it some gravitas when we uh, when we were talking I'll, about it. I'll tell you it, what. So I would, I would put it. Just, I would put know. it in the ballpark of like not as good as the Henry of Pelham for me, which, as far as I'm concerned, is the best in the province. But right in the ballpark of like what. Featherstone is doing. I, I I think Meldville really puts a good fumé in the bottle too. You know they do. Derek, well, Derek's done it. Derek's done it once. I still think the I still think Henry of Pelham's a little bit better. But we're we're talking about uh, four star wines. I scored the Walk the Plank Fumé Blanc a hard four. I don't think you were as high as I was, but I think no. I'm I'm a three and a half plus. I think that's it's it's good. It's got like it's got lovely texture. It's got what I want in this wine, uh, but I I don't I don't take it up to uh, uh, as I said, I think Melville, because he's been playing with Sauvignon Blanc for so long, he is kind of like a, a pinnacle for Sauvignon Blanc, for Fumé Blanc for me. Yeah, hey, I, I, I didn't say that his wine wasn't wasn't great. I actually have a few bottles of it lying on a rack right behind me that I'm waiting for the right moment to enjoy. And that moment is now. Is it? No, I've got this one open. I need to finish this. All righty. Okay, uh, I think we have some new stuff on Patreon, and I, I think you're the best person to talk about it because you're the one who posted them up there. I am very excited about this, and I know we're still working on some other ways to make Patreon more interesting. Um, if you have taken a chance to check it out, we really appreciate it, but it's patreon.com slash wine. 
Uh, if you want to be mentioned in the thank yous here, uh, you give us $10 a month. We're more than happy to uh, have you work for us as our producer. It say is, your name, say your name. It is not expensive to become a producer on the show, but I think the most exciting thing is if you want a private tasting with Michael and I, if you commit to $35 a month for $6 a month, Michael and I will handpick some wines to taste with you. We'll do it on Zoom. You can watch us hurl insults at each other in real time so you don't have to wait till Tuesday. And, uh, you know, you can be a part of it. You could hurl insults at me and, and, and at Michael. You could hurl insults at both of us. Wouldn't that be fun, Michael? Oh, yeah. We'll hurl them right back. Oh, check out patreon.com slash two guys talking wine. I'm Andre Pru from AndreWineReview.ca at AndreWineReview on all social media. I am Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. Usually the grape guy, but sometimes I'm Michael Pincus. You just got to search me out. I'm easy to find. Oh, is it time? It is time. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.